0: Kit Quinn, by the way.
1: I fucking (laughs) knew it.
0: I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) No, don't be sorry. That was perfect.
0: Aw, thanks. (laughs) I'm Tyler
1: Green, and I'm wearing a fuzzy pink bathrobe. Come on, (laughs) let's go solve the mystery.
2: I'm Randy Martin and finally we got something with Gilbert Gottfried in it again I'm so happy yes Yes. I mean we choose our topics we don't have a randomizer but still (laughs) sorry guys we picked the wrong dead celebrity this week
0: Oh no. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and joining us on our very, very, very belated tribute to Gilbert is a person who we've actually had only on a mini sode before. So welcome back to the show, Ryan Walterson.
3: Hey, welcome to this place. I've been waiting. Time Aww. for some fun and celebrating.
1: Hooray! <laughs> well, after this, we do gotta shove you back in the Patreon vault, because as we know, every guest that joins there can never come out ever again, so <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts. Dance monkey! <laughs> <laughs> so today, we make the trek back to Canada at long last for a show we've hinted at before, but finally talking about today, Naughty Shop. More specifically, episode 36, Jack Frost is Coming to Town.
0: Yes, I've been excited to talk about this show. <laughs> All right, so
1: what is everyone's relationship with Naughty, starting with Ryan?
3: Well, uh, my introduction to this show was I used to watch it back in the day on on TVO mainly, because it being Canadian, but it also aired a bit on CBC as well. It was basically my introduction to this character and to the whole world of Naughty that would become pretty prevalent throughout my childhood, I think. The person responsible for this show is... Uh, 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 I'm blank. I'm blanking on his Rick name, Sigal but Cow. yes, this was the man who was responsible for co-developing Shining Time Station, the show yes. that introduced Thomas the Tang Engine to most North American kids. And this show essentially is the same type of show as Shining Time Station yeah. in the way that it's made to introduce Naughty to North American children and using a, a framing device. But instead of a train station, it's a toy store.
1: I had a joke in my notes where I wrote, they're not beating the Shining Time Station knockoff allegations with this one, but (laughs) I don't really see this as a Shining Time Station knockoff as much as it is sort of an extension. In fact, I would probably go as far to say, this more than likely takes place in the same universe.
2: It's a spiritual
1: successor for sure. I see it.
2: I see it. Hell
1: yeah. Like, I can just see Schemer just popping up out of fucking nowhere. Mr.
3: Conductor probably will be popping in with those goblins. Who knows?
0: The Untold Rule of the Toy
1: Shop. <laughs> yeah! For some reason, Rick Sigelcow just loves working with potty
3: mouth comedians. He does.
0: We love that for him.
3: (laughs) Goddamn. You were saying, Ryan? Oh, yeah, well, like, when I used to watch this, I have distinct memories of, like, watching this, like, especially, like, early in the morning, like, on TVO. After they they would play the National Anthem, they would immediately start playing the theme song, you know, Welcome to our place, we've been waiting, and afterwards I would watch the show pretty much, like, most mornings throughout, like, the early 2000s, and then afterwards would discover other versions of this character, like the CG show Makeway for Nadi. Oh, yeah. Which... I don't know might be a future topic I don't know
0: (laughs) yeah maybe okay so I actually saw this show before Shining Time Station or anything Thomas the Tank Engine related and it's a show that I didn't know I had nostalgia for when I first rediscovered it because apparently it would be on on PBS and I'd watch it in the mornings back in the late 90s because I remember that my mom said the first show I ever watched was actually Gola Gola Island which hell yeah that show slaps and so it's kind of funny that I didn't really remember watching a lot of this show but as soon as I rediscovered it on YouTube and was watching a bunch of episodes a whole flood of nostalgia came back this show was really underrated honestly mhm yeah and what kind of sucks is that PBS has kind of forgotten about it in a weird way. Like, I know it wasn't like one of their original shows, but I went onto the Internet Archive and I went onto the Wayback Machine and went onto PBSKids.org. And apparently, there was a lot of information for it on its website back in the late 90s, early aughts. And then they suddenly yeah. removed it sometime. It was like, oh, come on. Why are you wiping all traces of this show, but not Caillou?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Speaking of Canadian Hell Demons... <laughs> I think Caillou is actually still one of their cash cows. Oh, On some
3: stations, yeah.
0: Peacock recently made a revival for him, which, why?
1: Not to mention, it looks like fucking shit. <laughs> like, at least the original Caillou had decent-ish animation. I need to know, I'm about to ask,
2: like, so many children right now, because I need to know what the hell
0: they see in this little bald shit... <laughs> My mom says I love Caillou, and I'm like, bitch, I do not remember that at all.
3: I've watched it on PBS mainly for the puppet segment bookends. Oh, yeah, the puppet
0: segments were cute. Yeah.
1: Those were the only redeemable thing about it.
2: Yes. We're suckers for puppets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, as you can tell. But yeah, going into my relationship, you know, I'm kind of in the similar boat as Kit. Uh, I watched this a lot on PBS when it first aired in conjunction with Shining Time Station, which at the time was airing on, I think, either Fox Family or Nick Jr. I know it aired on both of those, but yeah, no, I, I watched this a lot and had a lot of nostalgia for it, but at the same time, I repressed a lot of it too, like I legit didn't remember a lot of aspects of the show until, of all things, I found a naughty shop YTP called Naughty Shop of horrors and yes! then everything <laughs> just kept flooding back to me.
0: I love that one. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to NP Carlson, by the way. He's cool. As no naughty, no 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 no
1: naughty. Yeah, go check out Naughty Shop of horrors That is an excellent YTP. But anyway, one of the few things I did remember about this show was the fucking theme song. That theme song slapped so hard and stayed in my head for years. More specifically, the line, believe it or not, here Here at the naughty shop. Yeah, whenever anybody would say, believe it or not, my brain would just automatically finish the sentence with, here at the naughty (laughs) shop. Yes! (laughs) So there are two types of people in this world. Those who finish Believe It or Not with I'm Walking on Air or Believe It or Not Here at the Naughty Shop. I'm both
3: of those people, by the way, but... Believe it or not at the Naughty Shop, I (laughs) thought I could dream so big.
0: Believe it or not, George isn't at home.
3: Please leave a message at the beep. (laughs) Believe it or not, Carper's
1: invading the (laughs) cast.
0: What else is fucking new? (laughs) Also, if this show somehow ever comes to a streaming service, similar to skipping the Muppet Show theme song, it should be illegal to skip this theme song. It is genuinely a great song. It's pretty good.
1: Speaking of the theme song real quick, before we get into this, there are some actually very familiar voices in that theme song that aren't in this episode. Namely, Tabora Johnson and Allison Court from The Big Comfy Couch. That's right. Oh, my God. Tabora Johnson played Gertie Gator. Uh, she sings the Silly Old Goblins line. And then after that, Allison Court as the Island Princess sings another line.
0: Yes, the Canadian Cinematic Universe.
3: God, yes. Tabora Johnson, uh, she also had a, a live action role on the show. She would play the ice cream salesman woman.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: And I didn't know that was her at first, because literally in all her appearances, she's wearing a fucking giant ice cream cone costume. Yes. It's so weird, like, seeing her outside of the
3: raincoat and the red nose. Yeah, it's like you put the red nose on, it's like, oh, now I know. Oh, there it is.
0: Now to complete the cycle, they should have had Rick James as a guest.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yes. It's like the Clark Kent of noses. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> and also, this episode will not only be a very belated tribute to Gilbert Godfrey, but also a very belated tribute to Sean McCann, who actually plays oh, the grandpa in yeah. this show. Yeah. yeah. He sat-
1: He's great in this show. I do. Yeah. He's really
3: good.
0: Yes. He sadly passed away in 2019, and he was a really prolific actor, apparently. Like, he was the judge in Chicago. He was in Tommy Boy, he was
1: in Trapped in Paradise with Nick Cage.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Kevin Bacon in the air up there. That's right. Kurt fucking Russell in Miracle.
0: Holy yes. shit. And he was Grandfather Bear and Little Bear.
1: Yep. Oh. Holy shit, that too? Yep. I also need to shout out Jane Eastwood, who plays Aunt Agatha. Yeah, you yes. heard that right. There's an Agatha in this show. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: she does not have any crabs.
1: But yeah, going back to her, uh... Turns out she was an alum of Second City and actually had some regular appearances on SCTV.
0: Yes, I was actually mm-hmm. about to say she has a very big Andrea Martin vibe to her.
3: She was one of those actresses who appeared in a lot of Canadian shows, both live action and animated, and it would be one of those people I would see as a kid. It was like, "Oh, it's that woman from that thing." Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And not only that, but she was also married to Joe Flaherty's brother. David Flaherty, rest in peace. Oh, Oh my God. That's right. And not only that, but the costume designer on this show was one Jewel Hallmeyer, best known from the Jewel Hallmeyer dancers. Holy shit. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah,
1: yeah. Friend of the show, Kai David, actually had a brief friendship with him for a period. I need to ask her if she's still in touch with him.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had him as a Facebook friend for a while, too, because of that, so that's so cool
0: yeah all, all right before we get into it there's also been a lot of other guest stars on this show that you would not expect yeah George Buza because we can't escape honey I shrunk the kids the series
1: <laughs> miss you Peter
0: yes Carol Kane Betty white oh my <sighs> god I swear these
2: Canadian shows can get like so many guest stars. Everyone just wants to go to Canada.
0: (laughs) Gerard Parks from Fraggle Rock. Harry Anderson. We can't escape that one Disneyland special either. Oh, God. (laughs) And the most important one of all,
1: baby Michael Sarah as a bully. As
2: a a bully.
1: (laughs) As a redhead bully.
2: Talk about being miscast.
1: Yeah, I watched part of that episode in preparation for this because it was in the running initially, and it's so weird to see literally baby Michael Sarah try to play menacing, but he has the squeakiest voice.
0: They call me Butch. You got a problem with that? He's one of the seven evil exes. You're really (laughs) going to try and
2: sit there and convince me that Alan is
0: a threat? (laughs) Well, I mean, he was also Scott Pilgrim, so...
3: (laughs) Oh, babyface McGee.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I have no
2: history with Naughty whatsoever. So yeah, this is like my first dive into literally anything Naughty related. I had heard about it in passing. You know, people talk about it. And I was like, always assumed, okay, this is just like some little British puppet show or whatever. And yes. then I watched this. So here's the thing. I watched this before I do any research into what Naughty is. And I'm hearing all these American accents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I thought this was a British show. And so then I'm watching it for a while and I'm just kind of absorbing it. And for a brief moment, there's some time where I think the grandpa's name is, must be Naughty or something. <laughs> and, then, and then they cut to the stop motion skits. And I'm like, okay, these look old as shit. Was I right to assume that this was a British show? I do my research. Yep, it's a British show. They just rehashed it for North American audiences and redubbed all the stop motion skits into those little like Zaboomafu story things or whatever in oh, toy
3: land i was leaping yeah. around leap leap
0: leap, leap. 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 <laughs> yeah it was very similar to how the itchy and scratchy segments of the Krusty the clown show work basically
1: yeah that's the allegory you're going with here
0: <laughs> yes yes it is <laughs> now where's the naughty equivalent of worker and parasite
3: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't fucking <laughs> know. We'll, me. we'll figure it out in post the funny thing is is that this show this this half hour series actually did air in the uk like i think just not too long around the time that the stop motion series itself was airing but instead to appease the british audiences they used the original british tracks of the segments rather than the dubs
0: oh okay
1: wow i don't remember where i read this but i recall reading somewhere that the naughty dolls that the kids play with in the show are the actual stop motion puppets they used in Naughty's Toyland Adventures in those stop motion segments.
3: Ooh. I had a feeling because they looked the same.
0: Yeah, yeah they do. Cool. Yeah. One last quick note before we begin on a very topical note. Anybody remember that one interview Aubrey Plaza did where she met Trump in a naughty costume? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What
1: Free a great oh man
0: oh
2: man everything everything always somehow goes back to
0: Trump god damn it
1: (laughs) where's the mugshot where's
3: the mugshot
0: just let him rot in prison already god dang it stop teasing
3: me I just want to say I love I love this shop I would never tear down this shop
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right quick question would schemer from shining time station support Trump yes or no
2: uh Skeeper uh, would have been a gary johnson voter yeah
3: <laughs> yeah yeah let's go there i agree
2: there we yeah, go yeah he's he's one of those people who's like i hate both democrats and republicans but like exclusively dunks on left-leaning people the goblin <laughs> parents absolutely would have voted for trump
3: oh god because <laughs> he looks like a goblin Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow.
0: anyway, so it's the first day of winter, apparently, but there's no Christmas decorations anywhere in town. Well, I mean, it could be like January
2: or February or something. But uh, here's the thing. We're talking about a winter episode. As of recording this right now in Rhode Island, it's 83 degrees and it's August.
0: (laughs) Uh, it's a hundred degrees here in California, and I'm like, Oof. I gotta get out of here! <laughs> oh, God.
3: It's like 20 degrees Celsius over here, like, we're dealing with the summer heat.
2: Oh, dang, I'm sorry. California gonna California.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's in the north, nonetheless. Oof. Yep. But that's enough about the world ending. <laughs> <Jenna>! <laughs>
2: <laughs> this was from the before times when winter was still a thing. Yeah,
0: so then Noah receives a snow lobe, but I'm just like, oh God, it's his rosebud.
1: I love that when the kids are coming in. It's just the two, Katie and DJ. And then all of a sudden in another shot, Truman just fucking gets summoned out of thin air.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I know he's a very small kid, but at the same time, That just kind of caught me off guard.
2: I mean, is that not where children come
0: from? They just kind of spawn out of nowhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) I will say that if I do have one small complaint about the show, I'm not saying it's their fault necessarily, but the child acting is kind of... The older kids are okay, but Truman is Michelle Tanner-themed.
3: He is. He's precious. That's what it is.
1: (laughs) But Truman, you need to wear your scarf.
2: Truman, Uh, uh, I can tell that this was obviously someone on Productions, kid. Yeah,
0: I mean, actually, he was on Monk. He actually grew up to be a bit of an actor, so. Wow. He just had to grow into it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I didn't know he was on Monk. Holy shit.
3: (laughs) And he had a lead role in a show that I saw a few episodes of called Connor Undercover, a family channel show that not many people I I don't know remember.
1: Oh, okay. That's another thing, too. One thing I want to say about the actress, uh, Katie Boland, is that I came across something interesting on Twitter recently. Oh, no. Uh, so I, I was just scrolling my feed as normal, and I see one of her tweets, and basically along the lines what it was was, RFK Jr. is pretty cool, actually. Fight me.
0: Oh. That's okay.
3: literally
1: what the tweet was.
0: Well, we got to tell her a naughty story so that she won't support him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. Once upon a time, Naughty made a wrong decision.
0: Noddy read
2: some things about minorities on the internet that made him real mad.
0: <laughs> what? What? Once okay. upon a time, Noddy was afraid of vaccinations.
3: Yeah. Noddy oh, was no. feeling naughty. <laughs> so
1: eventually, everyone else just goes in the other room, and then the fucking goblins show up to play with the <laughs> snow globe, and. Ugh. Yeah, uh, we should talk about these fucking goblins. I don't like them. (laughs) I don't like them either, yeah.
0: Eh, the sun's okay. The sun is decent. It's the parents who really annoy but, me. the sun's I'm...
1: the only one that's not brain damaged.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't speak in that gibberish, that ibbity-bibbity, that Yeah, the Chic. fucking baby talk shit. Ibbity-bibbity, as I like to call it.
0: Yeah. The Foley's versus the Goblin parents. Whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, Kit, that's not true, because what would happen is the dinosaur family from Pee-wee's Playhouse would crash it and just fucking kill all of them, so... Yeah! Hey, hey. rest in peace paul rubens we miss you oh
0: my yes. god i miss him <laughs> he would have been perfect on this show holy crap. god he would yeah. have been
1: yes he would have i wow speaking of wonderful deceased comedians we miss he's oh, fucking here he's back he's
0: gentlemen. fucking
2: back we got a gilbert Gottfried thing i'm
0: back baby i'm loving every
3: minute of it <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's back! He's back <laughs> from the
0: <Yule> Log episode, <laughs> and they cast him as Jack Frost, but like the version of Jack Frost from the third Santa Claus movie. Yes, oh my God, I was legit. Like he looks exactly like Martin Short, Jack Frost. Holy, he crap. totally
1: fucking does.
0: Now that should have been a Tumblr sexy man. I
2: invented
0: Jill. <laughs> yes, we should have been shipping him with Elsa. Correct. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Funny enough, actually, um, Jane Eastwood was actually in the first Santa. Santa Claus as a waitress. Wow. Huh. Yeah, so that ties into it.
1: <laughs> sure, why not? At least we know they got hot apple pie.
0: We did.
1: Mm-hmm. So during the song, Gilbert sings some line about Santa, but the way he sings it, I kind of thought he was gonna sing Santa! Go oh, fuck yourself!
2: <laughs> they should have let him! Every time they cast a comedian like that on a kid's show, we should allow them to drop one F-bomb. Correct.
3: Absolutely.
2: I don't care if the show is meant for literal babies. Let him have an F-bomb.
3: There's probably, like, a hidden blooper reel somewhere in some shelf that probably has him cussing up a storm.
2: I mean, yes. we do have footage of Julia Louis-Dreyfus saying shit on Sesame
1: Street.
3: Yes! <laughs> I, uh, we do.
0: <sighs> so that's it! The grump needs shit. Sorry. He said a bit worth five (laughs) dollars! Five dollars! You're gonna be a rich Muppet at the
3: end of
0: this day. Also the Adventures in Wonderland bloopers where they were cussing up a storm. Yes!
1: (laughs) God, imagine bloopers for his episode.
0: Oh (laughs) Oh, my god, yes.
1: Oh man. So anyway, for some reason, like the specific segment, which is a jazzy song and dance number which fucking slaps. Yes. The way it's animated, it gives me the same exact vibes as the live-action Caillou segments. Not the ones with the puppets, but the ones with the live-action kids that are, like, singing and dancing and shit.
3: Yeah, Oh, it is God, like that. yes. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, because this was a running theme in majority of the episodes, is that they would have, like, either original songs or nursery rhymes being done in that same uh, blue-screen, green-screen style with all the little animated backgrounds and puppets.
0: Yes, I remember.
3: Deeply nightmarish puppets, might I add.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the thing I've been wanting to say about the puppets is that these are some very interesting looking puppets. Yeah.
3: Shout out to Noreen Young, who's probably best known for her work on Under the Umbrella Tree and runner of the uh, Puppets Up Festival in Almonte, Ontario, which I've been to a plenty. That's so cool. I think I met her there and I remember her being nice.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's cool. I also found it really funny that he's playing a candelabra, but the candles don't have fire on them because ice. (laughs) Yeah. I think I love this episode even more than the Mike McNasty episode, Adventures in Wonderland, and I love that episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, just so you guys know, Gilbert Godfrey talks like a fucking 50s grooster in this,
3: and it slaps.
0: Yes,
3: it's a weird mishmash of his voice and the slang, but it somehow works. That's <laughs> my, my really favorite.
1: Does. My favorite example of this is when he comes across Planet Pop, and he's like,
0: "Hey, dude,
1: dog, give me the lowdown. What's shaking mutt? I got
2: <laughs> chills.
0: They're multiplying."
3: <laughs> my man.
0: And also, he fucking kills Planet Pup. He fucking freezes him to
3: death.
2: Yeah, he fucking (laughs) dies! First time I've seen this show and someone fucking dies.
3: A (laughs) lot of people get frozen to death in this. It becomes like a borderline plague.
0: Absolutely. And honestly, I really love the puppets in this show. They have this really unique design to them. And they're really performed well, too. Yeah, the puppets are cute for what it's worth.
3: They do a really good job at making them look like actual toys as far as the way that they're textured and how they move.
0: Absolutely. And I also love that the one Warloworth weasel. I love that he looks like he's straight out of Bear in the Big Blue House. Yeah.
3: Oh my god, he does. And shout out to uh, Frank uh, Mesk... Mes- uh, Frank Meschil. Oh, I always butcher his name, but we've seen him do puppeteering work on like so many other shows, like Professor Iris and uh, a ton of Henson stuff, like Fraggle Rock. And uh, prolifically, he's the voice of Toopy on Toopy and New.
0: Oh, that's wow. so cool! Damn, I
3: that's know. nice. This man is like a pretty noteworthy performer when it comes to puppetry and animation. I should say.
0: Also, I'm just gonna say it: Sherman and Rusty are boyfriends. Change yeah, my absolutely. It's true, and you should say it. Like, why are they always on each other? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love when Sherman pops up with Rusty. He's talking to Rusty about putting some antifreeze in his shell. But the way that he started off the sentence, I thought he was going to go, well, what do you say? Time we put some antifreeze in the goblin house.
2: (laughs) Why would I want to freeze my
1: auntie?
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's nice and then also he kills the weasel as well not the weasel
1: so here's the thing you know uh, gradually the adults and the kids notice that it's starting to get cold in the shop but none of them notice these deliberately
3: freezing toys I noticed that, like, you could see, like, the the frozen toys and the people in the same shot, and it was like, how do you not notice the frost on your toys, sir?
2: How do you not hear Gilbert Gottfried's signature loud
0: grating voice? For real? And, like, later in the episode, it's implied Truman can hear him, so, like, what the hell's going on? (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, it, Truman's like the only one in the show who knows that the toys are alive, so I guess oh yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's special gift,
0: yeah, because I remember in the first episode, Planet Pup met with him, so yeah. Or wait, Lichtenstein, it might have been.
1: Ah, who cares? But anyway,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> now I'm kidding. Sorry, Kit. Continuity. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we should talk about the plot point with Truman and that damn scarf.
2: Oh, my God. Let me just say one thing. Yeah. All of this makes no sense because here's the thing. I hate scarves because I have fucking autism. Yeah. oh yeah, I hate them. They're itchy. I don't like them sitting on my neck. They get staticky. Same here. Anytime I wear a scarf, everything metal or electronic I touch electrocutes me. So I just go without them. I wear a coat that goes up to my neck.
0: I have been fine. Thank you. Plus, he's already bundled up. So they're like, kid, you got to wear this damn scarf. And it's like, no, I don't want. No, you
2: got to wear the scarf or you're going to catch a cold. I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead, but like, you know, then he catches the cold, which like, you know, yeah, he sneezes so loud he shakes the building. We'll get into that. But then they give him the scarf. He's about to sneeze and then he's. That's not how a scarf works That's not how colds work That's not how diseases work That's
1: But like so do scars Actually work It's something you wear around your neck not your oh. face like wearing a mask is
3: more effective at keeping away like diseases and shit wear like a fabric ski mask like those are what i would use to cover my neck and my whole face yeah even if i did look like a robber
2: you know what else also, i we- do i just don't go outside when it's cold out there hey. we go i don't recommend my strategy because going outside is a good thing
1: <laughs> but yeah like not to mention this the scarf that aunt agatha gives them is just too fucking big
0: it really is
1: And, like, the grandpa notices and he kind of laughs about it for a second. But, like, if Truman wore that thing, he would have fucking tripped and cracked his head open.
0: Yeah, it's like, do you want to be in more danger? Also, we forgot to mention, but there's exposition penguins in this show.
3: Yeah, Thanks, useless exposition Exposition penguins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the penguins and the lips always provide exposition segues. Like, shoo-bop-a-doo, this is what's happening in the shop. Next scene,
2: you know, I used to play bass <laughs> for Exposition Penguins.
3: All right, bob and
1: Bob-Bob-A-Doo-Bob Gilbert, Godfrey's gonna fuck some shit up today. ha!
0: <laughs> And also, Ooh. they're really happy that he's making the shop even colder. And when it shows them all dressed up, I was like, oh, God, they're the Mexican penguins from It's a yeah. Small World.
3: Like, exposition penguins <laughs> to instigator penguins.
0: There we go.
1: <laughs>
0: that's another thing,
1: too. We forgot to mention the subplot where the goblin's son gets fucking trapped in a jail. But, like, the thing is, he willingly runs into a fucking mouse trap that's literally shaped like an actual jail. Like a dog cage.
0: Also, Planet Punch got frozen before he could murder the parent zero stars (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's the thing like a
1: recurring thing on the show is that the goblins and the toys have like sort of a history with each other sort of a rivalry why don't the toys just fucking kill them yeah there's more toys than goblins
2: (laughs) toys have like parts on them that can easily kill someone that small for god's sake i've seen chucky (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've seen Chucky and I've seen Toy Story. Exactly.
3: <laughs> and small soldiers.
1: <laughs> there are a lot of options here. They could throw them into the crawfish tank. They could. They could have Sherman just fucking shoot him because clearly he's a fucking
3: World War Two allegory. We have to keep the TVY rating somehow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to
0: be so honest. I fucking hated that crawfish.
3: Uh, oh he God! Made center. a racist
0: joke and I was like, well, he's going to be making his Netflix special soon. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> I yeah. Like the joke he makes is such a non-joke because what it is is he comes in, he says knock knock. The the talking lips go uh chew, and he says bless you. What the fuck's the joke?
3: Well <laughs> <laughs> I- literally, they just imitate
1: sneezing. I don't whatever.
3: I mean, I got the joke. It's just all his jokes are like are puns because that's because. And it only dawned on me that his name is Johnny Crawfish, because it's like Johnny Carson. Get it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't deserve that.
2: No, think- he will never be Carson. Also, can we just turn him into a seafood boil already? Gilbert, yeah. you're going the wrong way. You're supposed to turn the water up.
1: <laughs> so, Randy, you were going to say something else.
2: Oh, yeah, just that I fucking hated that crawfish. I was kind of hoping, you know, Gilbert Gottfried would reverse course on the freezing and just, you know, boil him to death with some potatoes and <laughs> sausage and Cajun seasoning.
3: He does make a seafood joke, so your wish came true, kind of. Frozen seafood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, he freezes the crawfish
0: to death, and I think I out loud said, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> Johnny Crawfish and the baby puppets are probably my least favorite puppets in the show. I mean, thankfully the babies aren't really in this episode other than them getting their blanket blown off, but yeah. yeah.
1: Did <laughs> we talk about the fact that Gilbert fucking raps in this?
2: Yes, and it's amazing. Yeah, he does. it's amazing. We should have kept letting that guy do any rap he wanted fuck yes
3: <laughs> so you better stay cool better play it cool i'm the king of cool are you cool with that
1: he's just barely putting effort into his raps while he's just fucking freezing everybody and blowing the blanket off of the baby toys and
3: just it's just amazing it's like half rap half slam poetry
0: hell yeah Rapetry. And- exactly (laughs) so then we go into another scene of truman refusing to wear the scarf and so it leads to the naughty story and it's about these fucking giraffes who refuse to wear a scarf
3: and interestingly, in this segment, the giraffe voices are the British voices from the original version of the episode, but all the other voices are the dubbed ones. Oh,
2: wow. Oh, okay. oh they're not just steady
0: giraffes. They're Lord and Lady Giraffe. Yes. You've heard of choking the chicken, but what about choking the giraffe?
1: Available at Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah, so one of the characters, I forget her name. She's talking about how she'll wrap the scarves around their necks, whether they'll like it or not. And of course, my brain automatically defaults to here at the naughty shop.
2: (laughs) Well, how come the giraffes didn't respond with, oh, what are you going to do, spank
0: me? (laughs) 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 And so that the giraffes are causing all sorts of trouble around town because because not wearing a scarf leads to
2: committing crimes, I guess. (laughs)
3: yeah i will say the way that they try to integrate the naughty stories in relation to the main one is a little i'd say more crowbar than how shining time station would do it Yeah, yeah yeah that's true
0: It's because they don't really have the actual trains in the show for Shining Time Station, whereas they have the actual toys here, so... We
1: gotta make up our own story with Blackjack and hookers! Huzzah!
3: Because, like, it doesn't really seem like it's the girl imagining and telling the story by heart.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did Postman Pat ever get anything like this?
3: He did air on Cubo in the States for a bit, I know that, but they didn't have any live-action book
1: It's just a bunch of damn wiener kids hanging out in a mail facility while all the postal workers just leave lose their shit.
3: And then they'll be
2: like, say, did you ever hear about what happened to Postman Pat?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What would the puppets in the mail shop be? Would it be like a mouse on the wall? Would it be like a puppet version of Postman Pat's cat?
2: Oh my God, there'd be like a little... A little puppet envelope talking in the fucking folds of the mouth.
1: Yeah. You would have a schemer wannabe who just fucking hates his life and his job, and he just makes the kids' lives a living hell because of it.
3: <laughs> or, or like the cat, Postman Pat's cat, he would be like a puppet cat, the way that on Caillou, Caillou's cat was in the puppet segments. Yeah. Sure, why not?
0: <laughs> and then Jack Frost also finds the goblin parents and basically threatens their lives. I love it.
1: Yeah, 10. so he's talking about all this stuff, like, you know, giving them ice showers and stuff, and, you know, I'm just assuming this is literally what Gilbert Gottfried wants to do to these goblins, and frankly, go. he should have.
2: I just have one question for uh, Jack Frost. If it's so warm in there, and you need cold, why don't you just leave? yeah.
3: <laughs> I noticed, too, that in that sequence with Godfrey and the Goblins, which uh, coming to the ABC, Godfrey and the Goblins. Yay! I noticed in that shot, I feel like it was a case of, the Goblin stuff was probably filmed, like, in Toronto, like, in front of a green screen. But Godfrey's stuff might have been shot somewhere else, like, probably L.A. or New York instead of Canada. Yeah, I don't think they were recording on the same turf, quite frankly.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there was some Chroma keying going on.
3: Yeah, because I noticed, like, he's not, like, close to them. Like, he's just a little far apart. So it was probably filming in separate areas, sort of like how George Garland was on Shining Time Station.
0: Yeah, and also there's a running gag where he keeps freezing people's soups and hot drinks and they find out by accidentally pulling up the ice or eating it i'm like wouldn't you feel how cold it is when you pick it up
2: i've heard of iced tea but this is ridiculous what that is iced tea though
0: (laughs) what
2: but that is iced tea iced
3: tea oh thanks
1: i kind of do like the twist in this that The adults don't know about the goings-on here as compared to Shining Time Station, where most of the adults do. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of feel like that limits the show a bit.
0: Yeah, I wonder if in, like, the finale of the show, similar to Fraggle Rock, they eventually had the adults find out what goes on in the shop.
1: And they just have a fucking emotional breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) Noah's like, fuck it, I am selling the store after (laughs) all. Uh,
3: Spoiler alert, they don't.
0: Oh, okay. Fuck! <laughs> Damn <it. laughs> And so then we go back to the naughty segment, and there's also goblins in this show, too, because why not? Sly
3: and Gobbo, my boys. And they stitch to
1: the cops, too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Toyland has a fucking cop why not
0: naughty in a cab land
3: yep mr plod <laughs> all plods are bastards i <laughs> yes.
0: actually thought his name was mr plow for a second
3: i'm mr plow and i'm here to say i'm the plow and it's dying to you right i got a big stop. plow and i will move a you lot of things it's like your call Please. if you have one stop it right now promise you'll never do that again
0: Also, as they were all freezing to death in the toy shop, I realized, oh my god, it's the dinosaurs finale. Earl didn't actually cause the end of the world. Jack Frost did. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it.
1: I think the story ends with Naughty saving the giraffes or something, Mm -hmm. and he uses the scarves to do this, and it turns out, you know, that the giraffes do like the scarves after all. And then after that, the story ends, and then Truman gets a cold, and so basically he's learn nothing
0: (laughs) and somehow his sneezes shake the entire shop and basically cause an earthquake yeah because
1: they do the whole fucking camera shaking trope which i fucking hate that trope
0: (laughs) it hurts my eyes whenever that fucking trope happens it's only funny whenever they do it like super fast
3: yeah
2: you sneeze louder than my dad and he sneezes loud I feel like that should have taken like three less seconds to
0: say This is a super random tangent But it reminds me of this one video I found That was like an edit of the scene in Barney's magical musical adventure Where they speed up the scene where Barney is running away from the elf And he's like And then he crashes And then it's like (laughs) 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 That's stupid
3: Guess we need a compilation of the shaky quakes There we go (laughs) I mean if you want to give me motion
1: sickness why not (laughs) yeah. <laughs> you're welcome but yeah did Gilbert Godfrey give him the cold I'm confused about this I think so cause it shows him like blowing on him phrasing <laughs> <laughs> it's what Gilbert would have wanted don't worry
0: and he's shouting at him like true man you are my main man it's too warm in here for you too huh let me cool things
1: down for you okay pal and then the kids turn around see a guy in a blue suit hanging out on the shelf and then they crowbar him to death. The end. <laughs>
0: yeah, finally! At least he wasn't in a folk band and he didn't turn into a giant talking snowman. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if only Michael Keaton came into this episode.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. You wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. (laughs) And so then it ends with Jack Frost basically going outside and making it snow out there. So it's like, now tons of people aren't going to be able to drive tomorrow. Happy ending.
1: Yay! And Truman has a cold, so he can't even play in the fucking snow. Wah wah.
0: Yay. (laughs) And the moral of this story is, scarves somehow save lives.
2: I thought the moral of this story was that scarves could magically stop and also cure the common cold.
0: (laughs) Now what we gotta do is tell a naughty story to every single politician. Oh, by the way, I just want to ask the people in this show, you
2: know you can get a cold in the summer too, right?
0: Uh, no, it's only in the winter. Well, no, you
2: can only get a cold when it's cold out. That's why it's called a cold.
3: I've literally just had a cold this summer, so welcome (laughs) to my world.
0: Oh, man.
1: Allergies are also a thing, too, so.
0: Yep. (sighs) The goblin parents weren't frozen and they're just broken over a wall. Zero stars.
1: We forgot to mention the goblin son escapes when Truman makes the store shake. I know you don't give a shit about it, we know. (laughs)
2: And unfortunately, they unfroze the damn shrimp, so... Darn.
3: (laughs) Lobster, but close enough. I thought he was a crawfish.
0: He does not deserve to be called the correct crustacean.
3: I played bass for correct crustacean.
0: (laughs) So during the episode, I did what I do whenever I watch something with toys in it. I was like, I wonder if there's any copyrighted toys in this. I didn't spot any, but I thought I spotted a corduroy plush. There's
3: not, but I noticed at some shots with Gilbert on the shelf... There's an actual old Naughty book, like an Ooh. original book on the oh, shelf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good detail.
0: I remember that. That's so cool. And the show ends with a... To learn more about Naughty, visit PBS online at www.pbs.org and i'm like oh go on to a
2: now defunct website app. oh guess what A uh, good thing i'm on my computer it's time for the way back machine
3: yeah
2: pbs kids.org right. when did this show air again 1990 whatever
1: 1998 to 2000, I think.
2: We have one snapshot from October 1999. Let's see if this actually works. Okay, so what we have is advertised. Arthur, Barney, between the Lions, Dragon Tales, Kratz, Mr. Rogers. There's Naughty! All right, let's see
1: what we got here. All right, so we got a rendering of the Naughty shop, and it also has a message, which is basically the theme song, so...
3: And it also shows what Naughty stands for in this universe, which is notions, oddities, doodads, and delights of yesterday.
2: Okay, I can't describe it. For some reason, even though it's spelled completely correct, that please come in sign just feels misspelled. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it does. Oh my god. <laughs> so we click the store and what there we go. Wow, wow, this is loaded.
3: There's all the toys. There's the goblins, there's big ears.
2: Tips for grown ups, oh boy. Oh, it's the fucking Grown- pop. Grown ups,
1: we know you're not gonna get much out of this show, so drink away. Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Defund Officer Plow. Whatever his name is. Hello, 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 what's I I all we stin'? Oh, the last thing
3: was PC blood sticky sticky.
0: Oh, please don't do that, Mr. Plow. I wonder if it was a culture shock for any Canadian kids watching this to be like, why do they have British accents?
2: Oh, my God. I swear every kid nowadays is going to be either British or Australian because of Peppa Pig and Bluey. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Could you imagine if they did Bluey, but in a Shining Time Station kind of way? Oh, God, 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 God no. Oh, my would... God. <laughs> <laughs> they would have fucking killed it. It would have been something like three kids in a pet shop, and the magical thing is a talking dog, and I don't know. It's a, It's a magical talking dog that tells stories about... Dog children in another country. I don't know why. Why are we fucking thinking about this? <laughs> This
2: reminds me of a story about Bluey when she went camping.
3: She was leaping along. Leap, leap. Leap,
0: leap. (laughs) This is just like when Bingo's going to the airport. Unicorn gets his own segments. (laughs) (laughs) That would so be one of the puppets. (laughs) Oh my
1: god, yes.
0: Something I forgot to mention is that I gotta say that I don't want to sound like a boomer when I say this, but something about these shows when they switch from stop motion to CGI, I don't know it just makes them lose their charm like when Bob the Builder did it that really lost its okay, charm okay boomer <laughs> yeah. but you know they're for kids
3: i have nostalgia for make way for naughty the cg show that's that's fine
0: yeah that that look
3: i have cute. virtually no relationship with it at all
0: apparently fireman sam used to be stop motion i don't know how to feel about that
3: Fireman Sam like was started out stop motion, like basically the same way naughty and Postman Pat were in that the character's mouths didn't move.
0: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: just hung up on this Bluey Time Station idea because you just know they would butcher fucking sleepy time.
0: <laughs> Bluey Time <laughs> oh, Station <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> They still get George Carlin on it somehow. <laughs>
2: We bring him back from the dead just for this.
3: It's AI generated (laughs) Carlin. Oh my! Oh
2: no! No! no, no. Hey,
3: you can't spell Carlin without AI.
2: (laughs) We have to make this as soulless as possible. We're using
0: AI.
3: <laughs> Soulless <is> Time Station. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, anyway, if we're going to go into our rankings, big old Keep the Tapes. This is just such a great trip down nostalgia lane for me. And Agreed. Yeah, just a really fun little show, and I really want to revisit more of it when I get a chance.
1: Yeah, you totally should. It's a Keep the Tapes for me as well, because, goddamn, this show is just so charming. It's not as remembered as Shining Time Station, and, you know, I can see why, but. I kind of wish it was, and of course, Gilbert Gottfried being Gilbert Gottfried is always going to skyrocket my opinion of this show so high, so yeah, keep the tapes.
0: Rest in peace, both to Gilbert Gottfried and Sean McCann. I'm going
2: to give this a put in the donation box. I don't really have a lot of nostalgic attachment to this. I hated the shrimp, uh... (laughs) <laughs> this was a
0: trip.
3: I meant it shrimp. I am a <laughs> crawfish, okay. I hated the shrimp. <laughs>
0: yeah, I... Shrimp uh, for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh yeah, so I didn't really get that much out of this other than like this was a trip, but there's clearly something there. Something that I don't want to set on fire.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Just keep it out of my house. We'll just boil the crawfish. There we go. Thank God. I hated that fucking shrimp.
3: (laughs) It's a big keep the tapes for me. This was a, like you said, this brought back so many memories of watching this in the morning. And I have mass respect for like all the, the attention to details and uh, the technical aspects of it and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, like, like Godfrey himself says, pretty cool, daddy-o. <laughs> Damn straight. Thanks so much for
0: joining us again, Ryan. This was a lot of fun, and I can't believe you've been in both Arthur and this
3: show. <laughs> yeah, my PBS and TVO history gets around.
0: Yes, and
1: so- Yeah, it turns out you were in the background of a shot. I'm surprised nobody picked up on that until the very end. I wasn't even born yet.
0: <laughs> I was very disappointed that the naughty shop didn't have auntie show up.
3: okay well make it simple you can follow me on twitter at r walterson that's capital r capital w alterson you can find me on instagram ryan walterson too you can find me on threads in the same accounts ryan walterson on facebook you can find me on pretty much every account just doing whatever i want to do and just posting whatever i feel like simple as that huzzah huzzah
0: you can find me on the usual Mission Breakout on Discord and Twitter, and yes, it is still Twitter, fuck you, Elon. You can also find me teaming up with Agatha to exterminate the Goblin Parrots.
2: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Cosmic Rewind, you know, you you, you know it by now. You you know the drill. Uh, YouTube, same name. As
1: for me, you can find me on the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram, And I'm also on Blue Sky now, also under Tyler FG. And if you want to help support us, you can also check us out on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram, and channel KRT on our new Blue Sky page as well. Yeah, so we're probably going to be migrating there in the near future. Who knows? And if you want to help support us even further, you can also check us out on Patreon, where we have exclusive mini outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience. And we're also on Ko-Fi, where you can also find our exclusive mini and outtakes for $5 a pop. And if you just want to give us money, help support us, you can do that as well. And of course, thank you so much to our pals Bennett Ballard, Paul Spicknall, Tony Goldmark, Mike, Ashley Hines, and Chris Rainer for pledging to us at the $10 level. And a huge thank you to our executive producer, Gomer.
0: Alright, Channel KRT, believe it or not, we're logging off.
1: we're walking on sunshine.
0: Oh!
3: (laughs) Believe it or not!
1: Holy
0: fuck is this wrong!
3: But holy
0: hell, is it erotic!